We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friend, Corey, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Just not that good with people. There is one thing I'm good at. The mission was to find out what they knew, but that's kind of difficult now that you killed everyone. I just don't think you're cut out for the intelligence. This is your last shot. Going. Oh my god, you have jelly all over your face. I'm definitely posting that on Insta. Is it too late to homeschool me? Are you CIA? How'd you get in here? Oh, okay, she has a camera, she might be streaming. If Kim finds out we got made by a nine year old, my career's over. What's the option? Kill her. Make it look like an accident. Yeah, maybe the stairs. What? Wow, still recording. We can cut a deal. I want you to teach me how to be a spy. But just to be clear, this is a one-time arrangement. Never again. I can't promise. So what's first? Shooting range, obstacle course? Or how to walk away from an explosion? A lie detector test. I can smell a lie. Endorphins release an odor. And the ultimate tell, slightest blink of an eye. You mean like this? JJ, I admire all of your tattoos. Stop. JJ, I believe you that you've never taken steroids. Damn, she's good. When you look out there, what do you see? Tiny civilians, minimal security, soft perimeter. Smiling people having fun. You should try it sometime. My team. objective of this exercise is to get past me. A good idea might be to cause a distraction, because otherwise there'd be zero chance that you get... Oh! Under the rough exterior. You're a nice guy. What is he doing? This looks like the wedding at the end of Shrek. I just wanna break the rules. Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Button up my sleeve. Presto! <laughs> no doubt about it. I gotta get another hat. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. All right, folks, here we are today. Cars, stars, and rock and roll. We are with Nostalgic Radio and Cars and having such a good time today. 25 and 50, 50 bucks. Tell hey, em. we're having a big time. Tell here's em. the big rock. Come on down, Nostalgic Cars and Radio. Radio and cars. We're Radio doing and it, cars. Folks. That's right. See, because, you're the best, Mama. Hey, that's all right, because you got to hear about it, then you got to be able to drive. Nostalgic Radio and Cars. That's right, folks, and don't forget to pay the lady. <laughs> Welcome to your turn into the South of Radio Cars. I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com. That's 1340.com. And you can see he's live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Uh, we're supposed to be on YouTube. We're supposed to be on Facebook. But I think we're on YouTube, and I'm not sure about the Facebook because it's a Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. I'll come in there. You'll come in there? All right, Tommy's going to come in here and straighten this thing out because I can't figure this thing out. And, of course, Bobby's not here because he's in Orlando. So me, Mr. Uh, 
computer inept here. I can't figure this thing out. But we'll do this during a break. Um, we'll talk a little bit, and then we'll have some music come on. But anyway, let's go right to the FLA Car Shows Minute. What's going on? Well, there was a couple car shows that took place here in the last couple of weeks. I think uh, the, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Zephyr Hills was last weekend. I think the week before that was uh, Sumter County. And I think this coming weekend is uh, the Winterfest over in Lakeland. <coughs> Excuse me. But if you want to find out where all the car shows are in the state of Florida, don't forget to check out flacarshows.com. However, however. The first week in March is the big event, the biggest, best event, automotive event in Florida, in the Southeast, and probably across the United States, and that is the Amelia Island Concourse d'Elegance. And uh, amazing stuff, amazing cars. Roger Penske is the uh, um, guest of honor this year, and they're featuring, I think, three of his cars from the early 60s. Now, most people probably don't remember, but uh, we did an interview with uh, Roger Penske many, many, many years ago. Actually, we had the opportunity to do that when we were down in um, St. Pete for the St. Pete Grand Prix, which, ladies and gentlemen, that's coming up. The 12 Hours of St. Pete, uh, the 12 Hours of Sebring is coming up. A whole bunch of races are going to be coming up here pretty soon. So uh, we're looking forward to all of that good stuff, too. Hey, Tommy, how you doing? Oh, lovely. So Tommy's going to try to figure out what I goofed what? up here. Because well, he's better at that. While he's doing that, I'm going to continue doing the radio show here because i got a radio show to do. Um, anyway, let me tell you what I did today. Today I found out something I wasn't totally aware of. Now, you know I'm a dealer and I buy and sell cars and stuff like that. And back in the day, I used to export a lot of stuff to Europe, particularly Mazda Miata MX-5s. In the early 90s and through like mid-90s, we used to export a lot of those cars, and they were pretty cool. And a lot of fun, great, great little sports cars, kind of like a modern-day Lotus Elan, kind of a cross between a Lotus and an MG, but just uh, just a really cool car. And today, you know, even the early uh, uh, 1990 to 95 Miatas or MX-5s are fairly collectible cars now, okay? And you can still find them pretty reasonable, and they are um, – very economical to own, okay? I mean, over the years, they kind of, I think the motors evolved a little bit between 94, 95, 96. I think the body cell changed 97, 98, somewhere around there. And then, so I think we got basically the third or fourth uh, uh, iteration, if you want to use that term, of the Miata. And, um, but it's a wicked little car. But anyway, why I'm talking about the Mazda Miata, not because it's a cool little car and a lot of fun to drive and economical and all that other good stuff, regardless of whether you get an automatic or a standard, but I had to get a battery for my riding lawnmower today. So while I was out there uh, stumping around, it's just amazing how expensive lawnmower batteries are. You know, 50, 60 bucks, you know, so you hunt around. But anyway, I, was, I buy generally because batteries don't last a long time in the state of Florida. Usually if you get a couple of years out of them, you're doing pretty good. So me being thrifty, I try to buy blems, as they call them. And those are basically... Um, they got a little blem, you know, a little booger here and there. So they're not perfect for retail where they can get all the money. So they just come a little bit. And that's what they call a blem. And, uh, you know, the side of the case might be scratched up or boogered up or something like that. Or the you know, colors don't match or whatever it might be. But nonetheless. So I usually go to Interstate Batteries. So this is a big shout out to my friends, Interstate Batteries down there on 66th Street. And back in the day when Ron owned the place, and Ron has since then sold out and retired, and he's having a great old time uh, going back and forth between here and the Carolinas. Serious car guy, serious car collector. Builds off some pretty neat stuff, and he's really into hot rods. That's his big thing. But anyway, so the new guys that have it, and I think it's corporate, but nonetheless, they're, uh, they're very pleasant to work with. They always give me a decent deal, and I've always got great service. And I buy a number of batteries throughout the year, you know, for various vehicles and cars and trucks and motorcycles and things of that nature. But at any rate, so we uh, went down there to get a battery to match up my one, and I didn't really want to spend 60 bucks on a battery by the time you get taxed and all that other good stuff. So I said, well, do you have any blems? And they didn't particularly have one that particular size for a lawnmower battery. But... The uh, shop manager came out, and we started talking a little bit, and he says, well, you know what? Uh, believe it or not, a Mazda Miata has the same size battery. And I said, no way. He says, yes way. And I go, for real. So we went out in the back of the warehouse, and he dug up a uh, leftover 2019. Now, keep in mind, what happens is a lot of times if the inventory doesn't sell this particular year, and it has a certain, I don't really want to use the term shelf life, but... Yes, shelf life would probably apply. So if they're a year old, then are a year old day plus a day and, and older, then what they do is they discount those batteries and they become basically blems, even though they're not necessarily blems. So he managed to find a leftover Miata battery on the shelf. 
So sure enough, we pulled that thing up, and it was identical in dimensions to the lawnmower tractor in my Sears trash, cra- trashman, listen to me, craftsman. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I, uh, except for the posts were on the opposite sides, no big deal. Fortunately, the, the lawnmower was, when they built it, they gave it a little bit extra cables. That's always kind of my, my complaint here is on a lot of these cars, even back in the day, but today more than more than ever because um, I had to change out the battery in my uh, Ford uh, Transit Connect van. And you just got enough cable there to just, like, make everything connect. There's no the connect. There's no extra cable. There's nothing there. To, you know, if you had to pull an extra, you know, if you need an extra half an inch or an inch or something like that, you wouldn't have it. But anyway, so I had plenty of this plenty of cable here. So I was able to swip the battery around, and sure enough, the terminals actually kind of lined up where they needed to be, and um, which worked out real good. And the battery fired right up and worked peachy keen. I got the lawn mode. Then I went and jumped in the shower, cleaned up, and prepared for my show. And here I am, ladies and gentlemen. So Tommy is still trying to figure this thing out, and he's just as perplexed as I am. Notice we're using a little different vocabulary here. Perplexed. We're not using any junkyard jargon. Uh, I even sent a text to my son, and, uh, of course, you know, we're not sure what to do here. But I sent him an SOS. SOS doesn't help. Um, <laughs> but anyway, all right. So we got a couple car shows. Uh, let's see what else. What did we do this past weekend? Past weekend, I didn't do much of anything. But the week before, I did. I went down to Miami for the uh, DRT Das Rennen the Porsche event. And of course, also that same weekend was the Boca Grand Concourse and uh, the Boca Raton Concourse. Excuse me. And I this is probably the first time I haven't been there in a few years. I mean, I go almost every year, but there's been a few years when there's been a scheduling conflict. And even though I was down there, I was having such a good time at the Deutsche Ren- Renntreffen that I uh, missed the Boca Raton concourse. And of course, I had people texting me, where are you, where are you, where are you? And I'm, you know, literally was, I was, it's funny because I was an hour, an hour away. Um, you know, you don't really realize how big the area is around Miami. I mean, Dade County, Brevard, or Dade, what's is it, uh, Palm Beach County, and um, whatever Fort Lauderdale is. Um, but at any rate, uh, we had a good time. And uh, a lot of fun, met a lot of people, and obviously Porsches are pretty cool cars. Now, we got a bunch of car shows coming up here. Like I said, the, the um, Carlisle Winterfest is coming up this weekend, and that should be a lot of fun, too. And I missed last weekend's because I had stuff I was taking care of, and uh, which was the Zephyr Hill show, and I missed that one. So I haven't really talked to anybody to see how good it was. But at any rate, um, more and more I am reading articles about uh, guys my age and older that are kind of cutting back, thinning the herd, if you will. And basically, it just never ceases to amaze me. I mean, I go on Facebook every once in a while because it's a good place to kind of, you know, read up on crap stories. And I go to Cars Online, which is, uh, in fact, we have a special guest coming on this afternoon, and uh, he is involved with classic cars online so we'll be talking about that a little bit too but i go to a lot of these uh publications journals and stuff like that and the reason i do that is because i like to read some of the articles and uh and certain posts you know that are out there um car clubs and stuff and uh oh which reminds me i think uh next weekend over in cape canaveral area there's a automobile museum that's uh, having a big car show and it's put on by the aaca american classic car club of america I think it's A-C-C-A. That's it. So I get mixed up. Hey, it's an age thing, so I can always make excuses. Um, but anyway, so there's a big show. I will we'll give you some information on that um, probably in the next show. Uh, maybe I'll post it on my Facebook page if you guys follow us on Facebook. You know, occasionally on LinkedIn. and uh, But mostly Facebook. Okay, Nostalgia Grading Cars and, and Gulfstream Motorsports. Um Social media, yeah. What can I say? It's where it's at right now. You know, the younger crowd does the Instagram and the and the whatever else it is there. Um, something Twitter. That's it. Yeah, I think. But at any rate, uh, so there's a lot of barn finds that have been turning up lately. Some pretty interesting stuff, regardless of whether it's a Camaro, a Z28, a Torino, a Chevelle, a, you know, B body Mopar, a Firebird, sports cars, just all kinds of stuff. And I'm I'm amazed. No, I'm not amazed. Uh, it never ceases to amaze me as guys my age, my generation, that have squirreled away these cars with the intentions of fixing these cars up, and I am guilty of that too, ladies and gentlemen. 
uh, my sports car fans, is, uh, yeah, one of these is we'll fix it up. I'm going to fix it up one day, you know, the usual stuff. But there's stuff that's turning up. So don't worry. If you haven't found that classic car that you've always wanted, that barn find, that original car, that Survivor, and I preach Survivor cars, just clean them up, wash them, tidy them up, drive them, and enjoy them. The beauty of those cars is they're original. And like we always say, you hear it over and over, it's cliche. It's only original once. And that's true. And on that note, I think Tommy's going to go ahead and fire up the uh, turntable. I think we're going to play a little uh, monkeys. Here. Here's a tribute to uh, Peter Tork, who passed away last year, of uh, the monkeys. Hey, you're tuned into Nostalgic Video Cars. We'll be right back. Brews in Tampa Bay at Dunedin Brewery. Known as Florida's oldest microbrewery, they are always working to create a unique variety of craft beers for every taste. In addition, Dunedin Brewery features a full menu, including everything from their famous wings, burgers, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget about their live music, including the Wednesday Night Players Jam. That's Dunedin Brewery, 937 Douglas Avenue in downtown Dunedin. Visit them online at dunedinbrewery.com. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than flacarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, flacarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at flacarshows.com. We're back, and you tune into Nostalgia Premium Cars, and I'm still trying to figure out this um, uh, Facebook thing here. But for what it's worth, we will just go ahead and click, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't, and so much for technology. Oh, well. And it's saying that it's not working. I have no idea what's going on. So, I, so everybody go to YouTube, and you can see me on YouTube. I mean, one of these cameras, I don't know. Tommy, which one of these? YouTube, this one over here? Okay. The one to my right, which would be your left. And then, of course, we're streamed live as well. Anyway, so uh, what did we cover this today? We did... Uh, Oh, Ritchie Brothers. If you guys are into heavy equipment, Ritchie Brothers has got their big, big, big auction taking place. And another plug for uh, some friends of ours over there. Ritchie Brothers, largest equipment manuf- uh, equipment auction company in the world. Um, wow, it's amazing. I know last year I was over there, and uh, it was incredible because I was walking through a, an area there where there was just like a whole row of track hose. And with the arms all stretched out and the buckets down on the ground, and you kind of walk through this, it looked like you were in a sea of monsters. I mean, it was unbelievable when you look and see how big these things are, because it's like, and it's 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 uh, it's a little austere, I should say, you know, because it's uh, you're looking at these giant machines, and and when you realize that what they're used for, you know, excavating and stuff, they're extremely destructive. And they're extremely productive because of what they do, but they can be extremely destructive. And uh, but there's loaders, there's graders, there's uh, 
um, steamrollers, there's trucks, there's high boys, there's forklifts, there's any kind of uh, industrial equipment that uh, you can think of that's used for you know, any facet of construction. Cranes, oh, the cranes. You walk over there where they have the cranes, and some of those things are uh, still kind of rigged up a little bit because in some cases they want to, they demo them. I mean, they bring them down to size where they can transport them on low boys and uh, and big flat deck trailers and stuff. Flat deck trailers, semis are there, uh, just everything. And of course, um, Lake Auction was acquired uh, as, as part of Ritchie Brothers now. Uh, there's another company out west. It's called Iron Planet. And Iron Planet was um, the uh, a company out west that was in the process of acquiring uh, Lake Auction because they wanted to get into the classic car business. You know, they kind of wanted to expand their 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 uh, portfolio, if you will, or their their reach and their uh, their you know their industry. Which you know, consolidation, uh, M and A's, mergers and acquisitions is kind of one way for companies to grow, and you know that's kind of the the thing of the last decade here, you know, M&As, you know, mergers, mergers and acquisitions and stuff. So anyway, so uh, Iron Planet acquired Lake Auction. In the process, Iron Planet was acquired by Ritchie Brothers. So now they're like the largest, um, you know, equipment uh, auction company in the, in the world. And no different than David Joseph's, which I think is based out of Holland or someplace over there. They are the largest scrap manufacturer or scrap uh largest in the scrap industry, largest scrap um, conglomerate in the world. And uh, part of their, their organization is TMR, which is here in Florida, which is who we, which is Trademark Metals, which is who we deal with from time to time in the scrap world. Anyway, Tommy, where are you at? I think what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to try to get our guest on the show here. We're going to have to give him a call because uh, he is um, somewhere out in Arizona, I think. It's because he's got a 480 area code. So as soon as Tommy gets back, we'll go ahead and we'll fire up the stereo again. In the meantime, uh, if you get a chance, like I said, check out some of the really cool stuff that's up there. There's another little auction. You know, obviously you've heard of the Tampa Bay Machinery Auction. So, you know, you find cop cars there. You find heavy equipment there. You find small tractors, dozers, loaders, things of that nature. And then they have Weeks, which is up in Ocala, which we've been there before, too. Tommy, why don't you go ahead and fire up the stereo, and then let's go ahead and get our guest on the line, because I'm sure he's anxiously awaiting to uh, come on the show here. In the meantime, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in, and you are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Here's a little vintage Fleetwood Mac. Rattlesnake shake. It's shaking the world. Guess I got to shake myself You need some love You must have the blues And but the one thing A good man can do Is do the shake The rattlesnake got too far with the ladies. The only girls who are interested in me are girls I have no interest in. Go, go, go. Kumar never got much respect. What kind of name is that anyhow, huh? Kumar. What is that, like five O's or two U's? 
But tonight... In the next couple of hours, I expect both of us to be blitzed out of our skulls. <laughs> They're going on a trip. Get up, we're going to White Castle. We're starving. They'll never remember. I forgot my cell phone. You want to run back and get it? No, we've gone too far. This summer, just thinking about those tender little White Castle burgers just makes me want to burn this mother down. Come on, Boogie, let's burn this mother down! They're going to discover what they're made of. Think you could help me with this? Hot. Uh -huh. Whoa, those aren't real. Yes, they are. What they're up against. Thank you, come again. And who they're dealing with. Are you Neil Patrick Harris? Yep. We're just going to drive around looking for White Castle. Forget White Castle. Let's go get some strippers. Lap dance. So you think this is just about the burgers, huh? It's about far more than that. This night is about the American dream. Who wants the food? New Line Cinema presents That Asian Guy from American Pie. Did Neil Patrick Harris just steal my car? Yes. And that Indian guy from Van Wilder. Thank God I found you. We have an emergency. Do you happen to know how to get to the White Castle? Yeah. But why? why? From that white guy who directed... Dude, where's my car? Where's his car, dude? Thank you! Come again! It's finally starting to go our way. Yeah! <laughs> Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Well, since we're all here, how about a fortune? Yo, what's up? It's Chris Jacobs coming to you from Scottsdale, Arizona, the 2020 Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auction. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Buy something! <laughs> hey, we're back. You're tuning in to Nostalgic Reading Cards. Time to introduce our special guest for the evening. This gentleman is a serious car guy. He's also a journalist. He's been around for a long time. I've known Tom for a long time. I'm delighted to welcome him to the show. He's the managing editor for Classic Cars Online, The Journal. Hopefully I said that right. Tom Schaller, how you doing there, Herr Schaller? Hey, Robert. How are you? Thanks for having me on the show. I am delighted to have you here. So uh, I was going to say you're, because I know you're from Chicago, but you're not freezing up in Chicago. You're in sunny Arizona right now, right? Yes, I am. I, uh, 10 weeks ago, uh, decided to go back to work for someone else for a change. Oh, no. Uh, which actually has turned out turned out very, very well for me. I'm the managing editor of the ClassicCars.com journal. And, okay. Uh, it's uh, it's a job where uh, I, I I actually get to run a daily, and uh, that's actually very exciting. And my editorial staff are all people that I've respected for many many years, so uh, it's really good to be here. All right, well, tell us a little bit. Give us a little background on yourself. Um, I know you've been involved with. Uh uh, let's just say publications in the past. Uh, you're a car guy. I see it at all the auctions. Um, tell us how the your humble beginnings took uh, transpired for you in the uh, car world. Well, my my uh, earliest experience would have to be in a stroller at eight months of age in <laughs> 1968 at Road America, sitting in Thunder Valley, watching uh, Chuck Parsons and. Skip Scott win the Road America 500 in a Lola T70, which they were driving for a man who would become my father's partner over the years, uh, Carl Haas. No way. And for real. And uh, needless to say, I—I I mean, as in me as in Newman Haas, that that Haas. Yes, that Haas. Oh uh, wow. Needless to say, I I grew up in the paddocks of. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of when you think about it, 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 it's it's kind of a thing of legend that was just normal growing up for me. I mean, Maston Gregory used to come over for dinner. Uh, oh. I, I I I knew I knew Peter Remsen. I knew Brian Redmond. Still do very well. David Hobbs, Patrick Tambay, uh, Jackie X, the Andrettis. Well, we all know what happened between me and the Andrettis not long ago, but. Um, you know, or or we can even talk about that. But as far as things go, yeah, it's just I've been around this world pretty much my whole life. And as my dad, being you know one of the framers of the sports marketing business, 
going back to the old Can-Am series, you know, needless to say, at 52 years old, I have the the historical memory of somebody much, much older than me. That so is, I got to see some really cool things. That's totally fascinating. I did not know that part about you. I did not know that you were involved in, uh, or you had a connection with uh, Can-Am racing, or just racing in general, sports car racing back then, because I'll be honest with oh, you. Yeah. Oh, Can, yeah. Can-Am racing and Trans-Am racing are my two favorite racings. Racing, <laughs> racing. Well, I would, I would, I would, I would totally agree with that because you know the Can Am series of the sixties and, and the early nineteen seventies was an unlimited series. Yes, it was like a formula, formula libre, as they would probably call it. And what it is, the rules are there are no rules aside from it needs to be a two seat sports car, basically. And you know, as we all know, by the time development had happened all the way to the uh, Porsche 91730. Um, you know, uh, it, it, it's just it, some of the some of the cars. I mean, you're talking about 19, the early 1970s cars making you know 1500 horsepower in in road going machines. It's just it's it's pretty amazing stuff, and I always enjoyed it. And from there, I went to J school in college. Uh, then from there, I decided I didn't like journalists very much, and uh, I spent uh, 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 two decades in corporate sales. Got tired of that, started a company, and then uh, after after that, I decided I wanted to go back to my roots, which was in cars and writing. And uh, I was very fortunate. The first major uh, the first major article that I wrote for Vintage Motorsport magazine back in 2011. Uh, called the Quester Grand Prix, which kind of, in essence, it's its 50th anniversary is coming up next year, but at the time it was the 40th anniversary. I won the Dean Bachelor Award uh, from the Motor Press Guild. So that was actually a pretty big deal. And uh, it made me realize at the time that, wow, maybe uh, this is something I should be doing. And so I've spent the last 10 years... Uh, really kind of struggling along as an automotive journalist and going to a lot of places and meeting a lot of people. And uh, from from there, I uh, was very, very fortunate uh, to uh, know Larry Edsel and my friend Michael Silverman from Vintage Motorsport gave me a call and said, hey, I heard the classic uh, classiccars.com is looking for a managing editor, and it would be a pretty much a perfect job for you. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, let me call Larry because I know he's the current managing editor. And I, I said, Hey, are you retiring? And he said, no, I'm, I'm, but I do want to take a step back because there's other things I want to do. Now, Larry Edsel, um, for your information, and Bob Golfin are the two founding editors of the journal here. And, uh, they have a very storied past. They're both legendary journalists. Uh, Larry was the editor in chief of auto week for a period of time, uh, in the great, companies and uh, Bob Golfin uh, was the sports editor of the Arizona Republic and then the content director of Speed Vision if anybody out there remembers Speed Vision I you probably do I didn't yeah I do and I did not know that I know Bob pretty well he's a 356 guy like me so I see him all the time but yeah, I did, absolutely. and I knew right. I knew he wrote for the Arizona Republic but I didn't know he was involved with Speed Vision he never mentioned that Yeah that's cool uh, again again these well you know and, What's really great about working here is I'm really in a building full of car people. You uh -huh. know, the people who work here are very passionate about cars. Um, our marketplace is actually now bigger than Hemmings. We have, uh, really? on, on average, about 47,000 listings for special interest and specialty cars. Everything from classic cars to competition cars to, you know, modified and Kits and all sorts of things. Everything you'd find, you know, in the in the ever shrinking Hemmings book. Um, and then our our classiccars.com journal, which is our editorial side, uh, has about half a million readers per month, and we're really excited and very proud of it. So the journal, and I know you sent me some information on it. So that's basically like a publication, like. Uh Oh, kind of like a combination between sports car market and and the old Auto Week, then basically, right? Is that kind of how? Is that a good summary? Uh, I would say that. Well, I guess you could probably put it that way. We're really striving to become uh, the leaders in the field as far as 
automotive, or I should say specialty automotive. Goods. Okay. So yeah, by by no doubt, I I, I think Jamie uh, does a great job with sports car market. I still love reading that. Um, Auto Week, not as much anymore. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm real happy to say that we've actually scooped them a few times recently. That's <laughs> done wonders for our. Uh, some wonders for our readership. So, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I had Ken Gross on last week, and he's a you know another well-known journalist in the industry, and we were talking a little bit about Ten, you know, the Entertainment Network, and what's happened. You know, it used to be Source Interlink when it was in Lakeland, and before that was you know Dobbs Publications or whatever. So you got these corporations going in there buying these publications. They really don't know what they're doing because they're not car guys; they're corporate morons, frankly. Right. And they've ruined the automotive publication. So that really leaves a, uh, the door kind of wide open for guys like you because now you can kind of pick up where they left off, fine-tune it, and, and really make it uh, a super publication because a lot of us still like to pick up a publication as well as you know go, go digital. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I wrote for the last 10-plus years for Vintage Motorsport magazine, which I is now actually owned is now actually owned by the racer magazine uh paul banner bought uh vintage motorsports from michael silverman and uh you know and i still love reading that magazine randy riggs the editor-in-chief there is just an amazing first of all an amazing editor and a pretty decent human being he, he's been a mentor of mine for a long time and i know when i called him to take my name off the masthead there uh he was very proud and i was uh you know that really felt good knowing that uh, that I had advanced into this type of a position. So it's it, again, it's 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 everything I've ever wanted to do. <laughs> I know it seems silly, but sometimes uh, you uh, sometimes a blind squirrel finds a nut. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom. Now, for our <laughs> listeners, tell us exactly what a managing tell us the the kind of like the pecking order of editors and and journalists in that world so because a lot of people don't know that and I'm not so sure I know that exactly okay as a managing editor it's it's a management job as much as it's an editorial job okay. so I mean primarily all editors for the most part were we're all competent writers okay okay um, and uh, and effectively, as the managing editor here at ClassicCars.com, I do wear a few hats, which is which is cool. Um, I have four editors. Uh, I take that back. I have three editors who work directly for me. Those are Larry Edsel, Bob Golfin, and a guy by the name of Andy Reid, who is very, very well known in the collector car world. He is uh, a, a very well-respected expert out of the East Coast. He's, he's a, our East Coast editor. Well, wait a minute. Didn't you, he from Chicago? Andy. Yeah, I know Andy. Tall guy. Uh, wait, I thought Andy was from Chicago. No, Andy is from out east. Is he? Okay. And uh, yeah, and 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 he's when I when I saw the list of who was on the editorial and contributor staff mm-hmm. of this particular publication, I went, really? Huh. I'm going to get to run that. These are all. What's great is they're all people that I have a, a great deal of respect for. And as a matter of fact, we just added uh, a new contributor, uh, Art Michalik, to the fold, who I happen to be a big fan of. I like the way he writes. He's uh, going to do long-form uh, historical pieces for us. Um, I'm also, I also have John Grafman, who is an Art Center graduate, who's going to oh. be doing a design column. Uh, we've got a lot of neat stuff coming down the pike uh at classiccars.com and if you don't uh if, if if you haven't been there or you haven't heard of it uh when you go to classiccars.com itself you'll you'll go to what's called our marketplace and that's where all of our classified advertising is. um if you go to journal.classiccar.com uh that'll take you directly to us i mean obviously the sites are interchangeable you can get there from both places but um it's so I'm actually watching. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about the long form answer. That's here, okay. But uh, what I do is I kind of keep an eye on the site. I I okay the uh, the invoices that come in. I collect uh, most of the content that comes in. Although my editors honestly do most of the writing. Uh, for example, this week I've been in a number of branding and marketing meetings. 
as a creative. Um, I've been, uh, I, I went to California to go shake hands with a bunch of companies at the SEMA media conference called MPMC. Uh, so I kind of play a dual role. I, I, I'm out there, you know, being a face for the magazine, the, the online magazine or the blog or whatever you want to call it. Um, and then uh, when I get back here to the office, I'm actually the in-house representative for the journal because all the rest of my staff, lucky them, get to work remotely. <laughs> so I, okay. I'm actually the guy here on the ground, and, and I report to uh, our CEO, Roger, who uh, is, a, is a brilliant dot-com entrepreneur. Um, the company itself has been ranked in the Inc. 5000. Uh, it's, it's a very solid, good company, uh, with very, very smart people, uh, in the different leadership positions here. That's a really good team. And, you know, for the longest time, Robert, I gotta say, you know, I worked from home all these years when I was writing, so I haven't been in an office environment in a long, long time. And, and those of you out there who do know my, know me and my personality, you can imagine this has been quite adjustment <laughs> <laughs> Tom the uh, okay so an editor is now do you have is there a, a difference between a writer the guy that goes out and actually kind of covers a story and then writes it oh, and then sure. and, and then the editor basically proofs it and then formats it and then submits it to you and then it gets printed is that how that works is that the pecking order or well yeah well I'll tell you what the pecking order is you have your contributors okay which are a bunch of Stringers, as they used to be called, or freelancers, right? Who are pitching and submitting stories? Okay. okay? First, they got to pitch it, and I got to prove it before they just can't just throw a story at me and say, "Well, run it." And it's like, "Yeah, well, sure, I'll run it, but you might not get paid." Um, and then you have the editors, who are, like I said, Bob, Andy, and and uh, Larry, mm-hmm. who uh, they do a lot of the heavy lifting as far as the editing. I mean. Obviously, I do it, too. Uh, um, but these guys, I mean, even when I write something, I shoot it over to them. And, of course, it comes back with a ton of red ink. Because <laughs> uh, old, old newspaper guys who are just stringent on everything. And I feel stupid sometimes. But, um, but um, so those guys are actually writing stories and editing. The contributors are writing stories. And then, um, and then I'm... I'm the guy who's basically driving the direction of of the stories we're doing uh, and 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 approving essentially all the things that are happening. And obviously, I'm writing stories too. I just wrote uh, a, an opinion based uh, editorial on a terrible situation that's going on here in the uh, Phoenix area, up in Scottsdale. They have a they have a uh, an event once a month, which is a cars and coffee, uh, called the Scottsdale Motorsports Gathering. And unfortunately, uh, thanks to a bunch of uh, people who I, I, you'd have to bleep me if I told you how okay. I really felt about them. Um, but the point is, is these guys are coming out of the mall after the show, and there's a bunch of kids out there with their phones going and stuff, you know, videoing, and and these guys are doing burnouts and. I've, I've got. I've just watched two videos of last month, a GTR doing almost a full 360 into traffic, and then another guy uh, driving a Nissan 370Z, you know, all slammed and everything, who nearly took out four cars, losing control of it, you know, trying to show off in front of everybody. And now, um, Scuderia Southwest, who runs the show, just sent out uh, an urgent email to everybody saying, hey. The ball just told us they're going to cancel our contract, and this show's going to be over. And uh, the same thing happened in Irvine, California. Um, bad exiting is what I'd like to refer to that as. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you can you can read the article uh, at the at the journal in ClassicCars.com. But uh, it's it's I I will write stuff that I feel most passionate about, and I'm very lucky that I can do that rather than being dictated of how I should be writing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I've, I've got a, a certain amount of, uh, of, of, of leeway 
that uh, my personality and my passion can come through in the writing. But the rest of the time, I'll be honest with you, I'm sitting in meetings, I'm on the phone with people, uh, you know, trying to trying to keep things going. But we've got some, like I said, we've got some really neat things coming down the pike. I've got a big announcement that uh, I can't announce just yet, but it's something that you should be looking out for, and it's going to be something that I think uh, a lot of uh, car fans out there are, who are nostalgic for print uh and 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 reading uh the newspaper might be real excited about it isn't a print uh it isn't going to be a print publication but it's going to be something that they'll definitely feel nostalgic about okay cool it's funny you mentioned the thing about the exiting issue we had a problem with that because the dupont registry has the cars and coffee here in uh florida right and uh mm-hmm. that was a problem for us for a while too i want to digress for a second I um uh, when uh, I first met you, you were at uh, we were at the Carmel Mission Classic, many, 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 many oh, years yeah. ago. And at the time, I think you were involved in a publication had something to do with uh, really cool garages. Am I correct no. on it? No, no. Uh, I, I think that was the guy next to me at the time. I was working for a guy by the name of Casey Annis who owned a, a print magazine called Vintage Race Car, Vintage Road Car. Oh, that's and, what it was, uh, a yeah, road car. He had, okay. He had, hired, he had hired me to actually do their digital initiative and, of course, be their sales manager. Okay. So it, 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 here's, here, here's, the, here's the kicker, and you're going to love this, Robert. Okay. All these years, all I wanted to do was go to these magazines and get an editor's job or write or whatever, right? And uh-huh. I ended up freelancing for most of them. But the ones that actually hired me and paid me a salary were like, oh, yeah, well, we love the way you write, but uh, it says here on your resume you got 25 years of uh, corporate sales experience. You know, we got a phone right over there. Would you mind making a few calls? Next thing you know, I'm the bloody <laughs> sales manager. You know, so I, I came to be a writer. I end up being the sales manager. You know, and, but, and you know what, though? It, with, a, with a strong sales and marketing background, obviously, I even helped those departments here too i try to support them however i can and you know robert you and i know a lot of people so it's you know so so that's that's an advantage right there as uh i another here's another responsibility of being a managing editor i sit down with the sales department every week and say okay here's the stories that we have coming up and uh here are the companies that probably would be interested in uh, you know, and having their name somewhere associated with the story. You know, it's not that we're selling, it's not where we're selling content. We're just selling, you know, advertising based on the type of com- uh, content that we're creating. No, and that makes perfectly good sense. So if you're writing a story on, uh, let's just say, engines or something like that, you know, um, you're going to go right. after somebody that sells engine components or oils or lubricants or, you know, something of that nature, right? I mean, that's kind of... Or somebody like an Ed Pink who builds or Ed, engines yeah. or Cosworth or, yeah. Or, uh, for that matter, Roush, you know? Yeah. Ford Racing. There's a lot of... I mean, there's a lot of options, and that's, and that's something that, uh, that I, honestly, I still enjoy because... Um, I've always been a person who's loved the thrill of the chase. Oh, um, yes. Remember that. It's, it's not the kill. It's the thrill of the it's chase. It's the thrill of the chase. But, uh, <laughs> Let me but, ask... Uh, you know, is, go ahead. I was going to say, do you have a segment on, uh, and, and it's real popular, I just talked about it for a few minutes early in the show, barn finds, you know, all this stuff, because, you know, guys my age, I'm a little older than you, about 10 years maybe, and a lot yeah. of guys are, like, they've had the stuff laying around for 20, 30 years, never got around to doing anything with it, and now they've come to the realization that, you know, I guess I better sell it. And I'm seeing more and more stuff come out of the woodwork. Are you, do you have a segment on that in your journal? Anybody that covers We're, that? You know, we don't have anybody that specifically covers it, and, and that's that's really, you know, that, that specialty comes uh, to a guy like a Tom Cotter, you know, the, the Cobra and the Barn. Oh, yeah. Famous book. Um, and Tom, by the way, is great people. I love mm-hmm. that guy. Um, every time I talk to him, it's always a lively conversation about cars. Um, but, uh, you know, if there is an interesting barn find along the way uh, that's out there, we may report on it. But... You know, we're not actively out there looking for barn finds. However, as 
we are a marketplace for that. You know, certainly we have them listed from time to time. Now, one of the biggest features that we do here is called Pick of the Day. Okay. And my uh, my editorial staff and myself uh, take one to two days a week, and we go through our classifieds, and we pick something that strikes us as cool. And, like, for example, last week I did a, uh, a Silver Jubilee 1977 Triumph Bonneville motorcycle. Oh. And prior to that, I did a 63 Ford 300 R code uh, Galaxy, just an incredible. It was it was it was like a thousand eight hundred miles from new, uh, but I'm pretty convinced that if it was an R code, that was probably done a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, but but as far as things go, that's actually one of our most popular features, and we do follow that up. We have a we have a very avid fan base that gets that email every day and uh and our open rate on that is incredible because you know it's always something interesting and there's usually a uh and like every great car there's a good there's a cool story behind it you know and that's 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 what uh that's what it's all about tom we're up against the clock why don't you go ahead and give out the uh social media um information and if people want to find out more about uh classic cars online the journal Go ahead and tell us real quick. Oh, well, yeah. You can go to journal.classiccars.com, and that'll take you right to our publication. Um, if you want to search our, our classifieds, go to classiccars.com. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You can reach us at all those places. It's very simple, classiccars.com. Um, needless to say, our CEO is a pretty smart cookie that he bought that domain back in the infancy of the internet so um you know all things said it's it's really fantastic to be on the show i'm i'm grateful for you calling me up today robert well i appreciate it and uh definitely gonna have to have you on from time to time you can kind of fill us in on what's going on um real quick are you gonna be in amelia or yes or no uh, i'm not gonna make it this year um, okay i i I'm still recovering from scottsdale man. <laughs> <laughs> all right on that so, note we had we had a, we had a lot of fun that was a lot of fun. That really was. So, But anyway, uh, look forward to seeing the next event. Let's see the next one after Amelia. will be Monterey, unless there's something between them. But in the meantime... We'll, see you. we'll definitely be seeing you there. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Tom, thank you a ton for coming on the show this evening. I really, truly appreciate it. My good friend Tom Schaller, Managing Editor for Classic Cars Online, The Journal. Tom, take care. And uh, best of yeah, luck to you. take care, Robert. All, All right. right. Bye-bye. See you. Hey, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Window Cars and my special guest this evening, Tom Schaller. Don't forget to check us out here every Tuesday night between 7 and 8 p.m. on the Talk Radio Network for the most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports. Don't forget to tell your friends. Don't forget to visit our website, golfstreetmotorsports.com. Follow us on Facebook, occasionally Twitter, and Instagram. And I want to see you guys at some of the car shows. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.